Welcome back to Pick a Vinyl with Kate and Jason, brought to you by Warren Music Pro and On Deck Integrated Communications. Hello, Jason. Jason? Hello? Oh, hey. Oh, hey. hey. What's going on? Sorry, hey. you just had to run on over here. It's just, we just got into this really big fight right before this all started, and it's just really hard for me to just kind of like, know. be professional and just like... <laughs> I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And he was like, now, all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's Friday, like in the afternoon. Like, what? I don't know. It's not like we do this most every Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Except for last week, because somebody wussed out. But nobody wussed out. (laughs) (laughs) We both had our first gig since. The pandemic. Since it, it like, had been thirteen months and like three days since my prior gig. It was pretty pretty weird. That's it was pretty also wild. pretty weird how uh how like been out of shape I was getting getting ready for it because you know, after not performing for thirteen months, like all of a sudden performing once felt like it was like the biggest thing in the world. It was really weird. Very strange. Yeah, that was my first time on stage and I'm trying to calculate how many years, but years, years and years. <laughs> well, I saw the last time you performed, so I understand why. So. Well, but you were my, in- what? you're my instructor and you were my accompanist. So. The- Basically, if I perform well, I get the credit, but if I perform poorly, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I had a company, the accompanist is, yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try it's to remember bad. that one. It's kind of like with this co- is the it was rough with coaches. Like, oh, it's it must be the hitting coach's fault on the Yankees, even though he was there the whole time. It's definitely Rojas's hit. fault on the Mets. I don't care what anybody says. There you go. Like, I really do actually think it is. No. Like, that's fair. how do you go out and get the like? Oh gosh, like are you, let's not make this a Mets and Yankees thing because we're both pissed right now. Like, I am annoyed, like, and I'm sure you are too. Livid. Though I will say I don't think it's in the Yankees' case the hitting coach's fault because he was the coach all the time said they were hitting really well too. <laughs> Who is the hitting coach there? Marcus Timms. Oh. Welcome to the frustrated baseball fans I podcast. Mean, I didn't even know that. The New York team is so bad. <laughs> yeah, this would be a bad day. To, this would be a bad time to do a for us to do a New York sports one. That's for. We are very strange because we're musical people who actually enjoy sports. That's not like that. It's it's that what says we're minorities, definitely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I usually can't talk sports with too many of my music people, especially ladies, because we don't know sports. Do you mean broads or dames? I do. It's well, hard. you guys are, you know, you, the only thing you know about sports is, you know, seventh inning, bring me my dinner. You know what I mean? How you doing? If I don't have my meatballs by the stretch, we got a problem. I have a TV in the kitchen, and I've learned so much about the sport. When they verb the ball, uh, yeah, I that it's crazy what happens when they verb the ball. So uh, people in sports are always verbing things. It's kind of gross. <laughs> kind of gross. I know. I'm kind of like no. Stop verbing. Stop that does ver- sound dirty. Would you stop <laughs> verbing that? Just disgusting. All right. 
So, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> Did you hear that? I hate that. So do I. It's do you ever worst. see the video of Sal and I doing that on Instagram for like a full minute? No. And All I'm... right. Next time you go to my personal nope. Instagram, just watch me and Sal going. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. No, right. I will not. Cool. Cool. That was fun. My sister does that. and I Does she really? It, I just call it the mouth sound. Oh, and my God. she knows I hate it. She initially did it when she was literally doing an impression of a baby. I don't know why. Because babies do that all the time. With babies do mouth. a lot of things that we don't understand. Freaking babies. Babies. People talk about, like, you know, politics and violence and racism and all these things. It's baby's fault. It's the freaking babies. It is babies. the babies. I mean, we've talked at length. Some of our friends have kids, and it's like they're not even practicing their scales no they're not even curling their fingers on piano kids nine months old doesn't even have a job doesn't even have a job yeah the people are wondering oh what's going on with this with this earth it's like well there you go you got a little nine month old kid like i don't i let, let's no get off social, that too. no social skills no social, can't even, won't talk. even talk to me yeah won't answer my questions make some sort of like immature baby sound like like back to me i'm like whoa i don't even know what that means Rude. but it doesn't sound like good it's rude all right well i guess we should probably do our job i don't know it's up to you yeah you want to start the podcast why don't you hit record okay beep boop welcome back to Vic. (laughs) (laughs) hey we're so excited about this week because we've referenced this album a few times before we were like darn it let's just dig in to kids by noga eras Apparently. Apparently. So <laughs> we've referenced her before. Google had her name as. Nowha is how I saw it when I first searched it. Now today it's different, but it's still wrong. But it's still wrong. Right. Because what did it say? It said Nauga. Nauga. But she, we, you know. Pronounced her own name. We, Kate we, very uh, brilliantly. And, you know, it's pretty funny, actually, now that you think about it, that we saw Jimmy Kimmel say it and we, we had the second guess. Like, as if Jimmy Kimmel is not going to, like, do his research to find out the proper way of... Right, to say know. her name. We had to hear two uh, TV show hosts say Noga. And then we had to hear her say it. Once she said it, Once I she was like, it. okay. I think she's pronouncing her name right. You know? I, yeah. I always say Jason. so... <laughs> but... It's Josan. Idiot. Oh, I can't even get my own name right. So, it, yes, apparently it is Noga Eras. And I have about 15 or 20 students that I have to apologize to. <laughs> See, Google's not always right, kids. That's true. That's true. I'm really excited about this because this is one of the first times I've been able to come to you with an artist that yeah. you're excited about. And I found it from Phineas's Instagram. <laughs> So good nope. music, begetting good music is something that always excites me. And we've talked about before, you're always asking students and always on the hunt for something that is fresh and exciting and just a, a new, just new, new music that feels new. And I finally got to give you something. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because now, you know, and I hope like I'm in a place right now. So 2021 um for my business warren music pro the biggest element that we added because you basically you know it became an imperative thing where i had to add a video element in order for my business to even be anything that's worthwhile in this during this time or or maybe even moving forward period and i had never really dealt uh i've been on videos 
<laughs> many times. And I, and I always liked, believe it or not, I always liked that, um, you know, uh, being filmed. Um, and I, you know, I d- d- did some acting in independent films years and years and years and years and years ago. But as far as like getting on the tech side, it's very similar to myself as a producer too. I, I did a lot of, you know, playing music before I finally decided to like, you know, try to understand a little bit of the tech side of things. And, um, and now I'm doing it with video and let me tell you, I have a backlog. Hopefully my students are hearing this in case, so they don't think I'm, I'm lying to them when I tell them that, I mean, I have a backlog of, of videos that are just a mile long. And one of the things that I'm excited about is this season, season two, um, will be, and, and I will admit it's going to be our first season with video. And we had some technical difficulties along the way. Sure. As, as you guys have heard, if, if, you know, or seen by this time, <laughs> um, you know, there are times where it's just there, there's only one, uh, there's only one camera for, you know, the, the majority because I forgot to charge the battery or because I didn't realize that, you know, my GoPro really does not have a good battery life at all. Um, and, uh, you know, there were times where it ran out or I ran out of space and was too dumb to think about like, oh, well, I need to make sure I have at least an hour and a half or whatever of time. Um, but uh, I don't even know how I got on this with the backlog of. Oh, the reason why I'm saying all this is because um, if you remember, uh, Kate had showed me uh, Noga Eris and I listened to a track and I went, oh, it's cool. And she basically said, you said the same thing. You know, it's like, oh, it's cool. You know. Um, and then I think we both had the same moment the next day, didn't we? Where yes. I went and listened. Like, I went to the gym because <clears throat> I picked th- things up and put them down. That's kind of like, what do I do? <laughs> and I went to the gym and I put it on. And that's where I was like, girl. And the biggest thing I immediately thought was, if this thing hits, if it, it, it if she gets enough, uh, you know, marketing behind her, I saw this as like, this is going to be the album of 21. Like, this is going to be it. Especially like I thought of this, you know, it's getting beautiful now. You know, I've already had several beautiful, sunny windows down driving days. And that's going to be for like the next six months in New Jersey, which is kind of cool. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, this is this is the one. This is the one I want blasting with the windows down on 287. Um, you know, just like uh, it, it is a bopper, if you will. This is a great driving album. I agree with you. And it, I, I, I had the same thing too, where I thought it was cool. I think I was working when I first listened to it. And so I had it on and I, there was a lot of stuff that was like catching my ear. And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw this at Jason. And then on that second listen. and then Jason. On, Jason. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I know how to pronounce your name better than you. So. <laughs> Whatever. Naga. <laughs> Poor Noga Eris. I know, and I'm sure we're not the first ones. <laughs> oh no, no way, no. Way. Well, I told you I had a friend uh, years ago, probably 15 years ago. Her name was Noha, and I don't. The only thing I don't remember is is if her name was spelled the same way. I don't remember if it was N O G A or N O J A. Um, but so if you remember, I was first calling her Noha. I was like, I think it's Noha. You know, and then I Googled it and it said Nauha and it's all wrong. <laughs> then, she says her name. Yeah, we took her name. We, we decided to go with what she said. Yeah, we we were really brave in that choice. <laughs> but I uh, I had never heard of her before. And 
this was a really great introduction. And then I went back and listened to her previous album. And what I didn't know until I was researching for this was that she kind of first gained notoriety when her song Dance While You Shoot was used in an Apple ad campaign, which I thought was interesting. Um, And I was thinking about that and just music discovery, which we've talked about at length, how it's easier than ever, but also that can be really intimidating sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think I really know a ton of people. That's not true, though, because like the single soundtrack is probably the most like legendary non- specific artist put out a thing <laughs> same thing but like Grey's Anatomy found a bunch of different artists YouTube TikTok now um Apple has had a few artists shameless that... for the first shameless sure yeah shameless was big on that there there were a lot of artists I had never heard of that shameless was putting on kind of fell off the last couple of years but there was a period where I was like getting a lot of my music from shameless that's so cool <laughs> yeah. I, I love <clears throat> discovery in that way and I think that's kind of cool that it opened the door for her there. And she is Israeli and she's still in Tel Aviv. So um, even just as far as gaining an international audience from where she is located, I'm sure that was super instrumental. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> I've, I'd also really love because apparently, you know, it, you know, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Twitter's getting annoying. Um <laughs> So apparently, like, Twitter knows now that I'm obsessed with Billie Eilish. Um, I follow Billie. I follow, um, um, I follow Phineas. But, um, you know, so now Twitter, I think, thinks that anybody who posts any, you know how they do those suggested post things? Yes. Been doing that for a long time, but, like, it's annoying lately. Have you noticed that? I'm getting all these suggested posts, and it's basically anybody on Earth or maybe anywhere else in the universe that posts anything about Billie Eilish, I'm supposed to want to see it. <laughs> and, you know, most of them are like, she has blonde hair now. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, she does. Like, Neat. Let's go on. Um, but what did it to me was you told me about it, and then I listened to one time. And then, like, Phineas and Billie themselves – both of them kept posting. It was like for like three days, wasn't it? Where they were just like, hey, listen to this. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Hey, listen to this. And, you know, I, you know, then I started thinking, well, maybe they're, you know, they, they have like a, some sort of relationship. And then when today, when you told me she was 31, there were two things that got me really fired up about that. Number one, I was like, all right, well, this could have been more of a professional thing or number two, like, uh, you know, they're, they're like 12 years apart in age. So that's interesting. Uh, not that, I mean, a lot of my friends are all different ages, but I feel like when you're 19, a lot of times you have a tendency to hang out with 19 year olds. Sure. Um, and I thought that that was cool. And then I was like, or is this a really a professional thing where her and Billy are just, or her and Phineas are just like, this is just a great record. Um, and, um, but the other thing that I really loved, <laughs> bless you. Excuse thank you the other thing i really 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 loved was the fact that she's 31 and that is a lot less uncommon in rock and certain other genres especially for the past 20 years you know you see a lot of guys that are you know in a band from the time they're 19 and getting their first record contract when they're 31 sure like that but i feel like you see a lot less of that in pop where the first thing the first thing that she's really starting to get spotlighted on is something that she comes out with when she's 31 and I thought that that was 
a sign of a lot of things. I thought it was a sign of, you know, we, we talk about the big machine in here and all the things that we get concerned about. And it made me realize like, okay, well, there's still, there are still people that are out there involved with this big machine that are still going, good music is good music. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were watching her perform on Jimmy Kimmel, I was sad like that we didn't sit and just watch the whole thing because, you know, we were finishing up eating and coming in here. And, you know, I'm a slave driver, even though this is a partnership and nobody's in charge. I'm in charge. And, I, you know, I'm just like, you know, let's but, go. And you cried a little and you're like, can we watch some Jimmy that, Kimmel? Don't talk. But, <laughs> <laughs> Come on to this podcast and don't say a word. <laughs> this is a vehicle for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? Um but no, we were like thinking like, you know, we didn't watch the whole thing. But I don't know. Did you probably like just. And I hate being like this because like there is something about, you know, I sometimes I get frustrated with how much uh, thought people put into a visual um, aspect. Well, when it overpowers the song for sure right like that's what when I think it seems it like the most, that's you yeah. care more about that than your actual composition of things then that gets very frustrating yeah but the whole visual um aesthetic that was happening with her and the band uh on uh, and just the way they had the lighting and it, as weird as it sounds the instruments that people were choosing to play and just the way everybody kind of looked and her kind of look i was like this is new this is different um it's not exactly what we've thought of of pop for the last 20 or 30 years. Um, you know, it's not Billie Eilish. No. You know, and we've talked about how there are moments where you can definitely hear influence of the production. Sure. Definitely. But A, I've never, I, I never once heard it and went, oh God, they're just copying Phineas's production. I never thought that. I just thought like, wow, okay, they liked that record too. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, the, that visual aesthetic, did you get that vibe too? When you were looking like, you know, we went to just literally find out her name, her name and, <laughs> and how to pronounce it correctly. And, you know, then they, they're showing the performance, which I didn't even realize she had performed. And it's also, I don't remember the name of the track, but it's like my favorite one possibly on the record or one of, um, and just seeing the whole, the whole visual aesthetic, the way she carries herself live, the way, um, uh, basically the, the, the way the whole band uh, represented themselves, I thought was like, wow, this is a cool, cool, cool thing. I agree entirely. And it is always cool to see that. I think it's probably one of the few things that maybe has been evergreen in music is that if you're an artist that has accrued some success, you have the ability, whether you use it wisely or not, or use it at all, kind of to shine spotlight on other artists that you love and to feature them. And like, I would not be surprised if they end up touring together at some point or whatever, which I th- I think is really cool that I've, I've shared before that I'm a wrestling nerd. They call it like putting someone over, like putting someone over yourself <laughs> a yeah. little bit. It kind of has, it's always nice to see that when somebody has accrued success like Billie Eilish and like Phineas have that they, Especially with social media, because all it takes is a post now or yeah. a couple of posts to shine the spotlight on something that you think is really great. Now, some people can do that with artists that maybe we don't find so great. Or of somebody course. can do <clears throat> that and charge a lot of money to do that because you're putting exposure. But yes. when it happens organically like that, which this to me felt that it felt way. felt that way. 
Because when I saw it, Phineas had posted the album name and then I think, I forget which track it There's, was, but one of the tracks, but like he was just so, it felt like he was excited about what he was hearing. So he wanted yeah. to tell, the same way I wanted to tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed like and, he was like, oh, I got to tell everyone about We're this. missing one major element that you and I have both done. And we both have to admit this here on this podcast. You know, we have a lot of friends that play music. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. You know, yeah. but they're all great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to support them. Yes. So there's that, too. There's that little thing where, like, are they did they just really love her? You love her. Yeah. Right. And let me support my buddy kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but, yeah, you're right. By the third day when I was seeing the things they were posting, I was like, that's not what this feels like. This feels like they they're the same way I felt when I when it finally hit me that second listen where I was like oh this is sh- this is great this is really great really really great by the way guys this is this no guys this is really great it's fantastic it's a fantastic record and it there are a lot of great things that are sneaky about it too I think that's why maybe the first listen was definitely a distracted listen but it caught my ear enough that I was like I'm gonna give this another try and I'm gonna tell Jason about it. But like a lot of those changes, some of the genius in it to me is the stuff that happens maybe a little bit more subtly or that you might miss on that that first go around, which those always end up being my favorite albums. (laughs) Well, you know, oftentimes it's interesting. And I think we mentioned this once, but we should mention it again. I think we may have even mentioned this on the, the, the podcast, but you were looking up views, remember? And you had noticed that a couple of the the singles had, you know, I, don't, I still don't think it was as much as you would think. It was like maybe 3 million views, yeah. things like that. Between one and I think between 1 million and 3 million, like based on whichever single it was. But my favorite song on there had like 190,000 listens. That or was something. it. That was what, that was what, you know, you and I talk so much and we should just bring it up one more time. It's like, don't freaking listen to the singles, mm-hmm. listen to the album because you and I were on the same page, which I, I think that might be both of our favorite songs. Like sippy, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that I think. And we realize, like, okay, only and if you if you guys like that, that is not a lot of views. No. Like it's conceivable that I could get that if I do the right thing. Sure. Like it's conceivable, one hundred thirty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand. Like that's conceivable. I could. I haven't yet, but that's a conceivable thing. I wouldn't be that surprised if a little old guy like myself got that amount of views. Sure, and, and you could hire someone to place it in certain playlists and what, I, like, if you invested the money, that's an insanely achievable goal. Truly. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and for her to be getting that on certain tracks that, like, Kate and I both thought were possibly the best track on the record, and then to get, you know, three million views on, and they're all great songs. Again, this is going to be one of those podcasts where you ask me at the end which song didn't you like, and I'm going to say none. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, so there's not a song that I don't like, um, but some of the ones that I like the most, the ones that really move me, the ones that, like you said, have those subtle moments that take a couple listens sometimes to pick up. Um, those are the ones that are not getting views. It's pretty crazy. And yeah, that to me is exactly what you said. Symptomatic of people not settling in for the whole experience, which is such a digestible experience, too. I feel oh. like this album goes by very fast. Oh, I, I, I need another album after when I'm working out. Like, I, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I think it's like 40 minutes. It's not right, isn't it? I think it's about you got your spatiffy open. I do. It just loaded. Let's take a look. 
Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's it definitely could fit on one vinyl. And by the way, if anybody who's listening sees this on vinyl. Oh, my gosh. Send it to me, please. Oh, my God. And so, that's, yeah, that's see, this is going to be another one. <laughs> We're having a problem now because we always take a picture of the vinyl. And we have two now. I really am struggling big time with finding um, RTJ4. Right. Like, I've seen it on Amazon, but it was like $90. I'm not paying $90 for, no. you know. Um, and then the, the, the Noga, I haven't even looked her up yet. I'm even afraid. Like I have a feeling it's probably very <laughs> difficult to find on vinyl, but I, the plan is to, to get both of these before, um, before we do it. So this is 13 tracks and 36 minutes and 35 seconds long. So it's 36 minutes. It's 36 minutes. Yeah. And so I, it's smaller, you know, all the way up until, you know, the, the first vinyl era when that ended, you know, you really couldn't do much more than about, I think it's 42 and a half minutes or something like that, because otherwise you're going on to a second LP, right? You're going on to a second vinyl. Well, we had talked about, um, we did, we did a previous episode on Dire Straits and we mentioned Love Over Gold and I called it an EP because it's only five songs it looks like but, but it's longer but it's probably. 41 minutes yeah. yeah so you have 13 minutes on one which the intro track is just kind of like an intro track not a full song but nonetheless it's still 12 full songs that um so there I, it a, means a they're three minutes each yeah they're roughly three minutes each which um you know and you know it, it, it's funny like <laughs> i listen to so many different kinds of music at this point like the kind of music she does i that's what i want yeah. You know, she's not doing Floyd. No. Where I, you know, I, I, I don't want a 23 minute echoes from Noga. I want, I want a three minute. I'm driving, blasting it. And I'm, da- I can't help dancing in my car. Oh, like, that's what I such, want. It's so much. And I'm excited to get into this part of it too, because so she is from Israel. She did serve. She was an Israeli soldier, which is badass. Um, I think you have to. I think you have right? to. I think if you're an Israeli, uh, I think when you're 18, you have to. You for, have to. I think it's two years. I'm not sure. Um, it, but I think the one of the few ways you have to not be in the country, I guess, in order to, um, to avoid serving. I think. Oh sure, so, yeah. yeah. So I think artists sometimes are that is an angle to get out of it. Um, but we were talking earlier about how for a long time and i feel like percussion is such an important part of this album that israeli percussionists for a really long time were just like it you were saying as far as at least rhythmic like jazz stuff goes right it was crazy uh, when i um you know was in school and and starting to just like you know hit all the the clubs in new york and just really try to infiltrate the <laughs> uh the network um it was so crazy. It was like every other, and they were always in pairs too. It, it was like the rhythm section pairs, drummer and bass player would meet just over and over. And it, it was, there were, I don't know what it was. This is like, we're talking from like late nineties, uh, all the way up until who knows, like 2010 when I was really, you know, spending that time in there. And, um, you know, uh, they were always Israeli and they were always insanely professional, really good people. Um, and, uh, like insane, like, you know, and you know, something, you know, I would meet these musicians from Israel. They're 10 years younger than me and just like 
miles from where I was, you know, just miles, miles beyond where I was. Uh, there's something really cool about music in that culture um, that I admire. Um, there's a there's a there's a work ethic and a um, and a professionalism that and you know and it's funny to me this is almost as I'm saying it I'm like act, this is almost like reverse racism and I and I hate when people talk about um, stuff like what I'm saying but at least I'm <laughs> saying a good thing um, you know because the reality is everybody has the ability to work hard everybody has the ability to be good people everybody has the ability to be anything and you know and as we know this is one of the most important times in history to make sure we talk about that as much as possible because otherwise ignorance likes to really, you know, live and take breathe over. And take yeah. over. <laughs> um, but I will say that that was a very, it was, it was uh, cool and very interesting and, and alarming because I didn't only cause I didn't know, you mm-hmm. know, and just being like, wow, like all, all the best uh, New York rhythm section players are not New Yorkers. <laughs> They're all <laughs> from Israel. <laughs> hey, forget about it. Hey. Hey, oh, oh. takes them a while to get in that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's when they start getting gigs, when they can say pizza. You know how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I haven't listened to a lot of Israeli music, but you saying that, I had a former boss who I will not mention the name of because he was just the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, I will say... I saw him play bass, and he was a very good bassist, um, from what I could tell and what I saw. What is it? Who cares about that? He's only got four strings. I know, and they, dude, they were turned down so <laughs> I, I low. Hope, I hope Steve hears this. <laughs> our friend Steve, the one guy, our friend Steve, who I, who's like one of my favorite players of anything in my entire life. Every single time I see this guy, he has to deal with me saying, "Why do you keep playing low notes?" And how come your guitar has four strings? I mean, exclusively low notes. It's uh, it's like the weirdest thing. He keeps, it, that's all he wants to do is play low notes. It's so weird. And he's like yeah. obsessed with like clicking in with the drummer. It's very I know. Weird. Yeah, I know. He's got to play everything at the same time as the kick drum. It's like, oh, you guys are copying each other. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do something original, man. <laughs> I, I mean, let, let's move off of Steve because he's obviously a horrible True. person. Well, this actual horrible person. <laughs> um, not a horrible person. Not the best person. Great bassist. The only Israeli music that I listened to really was stuff that he had brought in. And percussion was such an clearly an, a very, very important part of the Israeli music that I was hearing. And I loved... I loved that that seemed evident on this album. Um, I'm sure that has something to do with why Phineas and Billy loved it because they obviously had so much, uh, you know, we just talked about it on the Billie Eilish episode, how many times it's like just bass and vocals for things. Or yeah. Like how. It's like um, two things going on the whole time. You're yeah. just like, I hate you. I hate you both. <laughs> but I, I loved it. I thought percussion was really cool here because a lot of, the rest of it is really vocals and synth, um, right? Really amazing synth stuff on this record. So like, creative. Like amazing, amazing synth stuff. The uh, chord, like just the little, because most of it is simple. It's pop, so it's got to be. But that's when, you know, that's when you can really tell the musicianship involved with the creation of this record is is like, it's the witty moments. It's just the moments where you're like, oh, you threw that in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, that, then, I, I just love that shit so much. In so many elements, too, because we get it lyrically, we get it compositionally, we get it production-wise. There's little tweaks, I feel like, in there. Um, but I like what you were just saying, too, 
I think especially. Oh, you, that's weird. You like what I was saying? I know. I'm. I'm as shocked as you are, for sure. But <laughs> we should probably we should probably start over. We should probably start this over. <laughs> um, the biggest hit off of this so far is the song "Views," and that has so many great moments of leaving all this room. I feel like on the verses, and then all of a sudden it gets very ballsy on the. They don't know. They don't know what I got. like. It it swells up into something yeah. that has these teeth, and yeah, it just yeah, yeah. so so seamlessly. And I feel like there's a lot of those moments on. By the way, album. views is what they were playing when we watched it on on Jimmy Kimmel. That yeah, now, now I remember. Yeah, I think because that's the like guy. The, that's the other thing. The guy that's got that. He's like rapping, kind of. Russo, who is her chill. partner. Oh, very, that guy! That guy rules. That guy freaking rules. Very, very cool. Very yeah. cool. It reminds me, you know what it reminds me of? And it's funny because I, I actually, and you know what's funny? I didn't look it up. That I kept thinking, um, and this is going to make me old. Well, not really. I'll talk about the first thing and then I'll talk about the second thing. Well, what, your age is what makes you old. Oh. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> so Blur, mm-hmm. band from the 90s, mm-hmm. under, 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 underrated. Uh, they had like one huge hit. Um, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but that whole album is great. And they have other stuff that's great. And then, you know, uh, Blur, the, the main guy from Blur is, is who became half of the gorillas. Um, and I remember listening to the gorillas and being like, well, like this kind of has like a, like a familiar vibe, you know, but it's so different. Um, and then I found out, yeah, it's the guy from, from Blur and my First thought, especially on views, was, oh, this is the guy from Blur. But the more I listened, it's one of those things again. I have a feeling if you spoke to Noga and Russo, they'd probably be like totally digging on Blur, you know, I or 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 the gorillas or both. Um, and I don't think he had any involvement. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but it's not to the point again where I'm like, oh, they're just totally ripping this off. It's just it gives me a lot of that blur slash gorillas vibe. Um, and that and part of that is Russo's voice. Russo's voice has kind of a little blur thing to it, but not in a, again, not in a copy way, just like in a in a sort of similar delivery, similar um sort of um what's the word i'm looking for um it's like this real calm you know it's just like real chill and just it's easy it's very easy, easy to yeah. yeah yeah so that seems to be kind of the hit off of this it's a it's creeping up on three and a half million listens which makes me really excited because i just want i We've looked at this album a few times and I've noticed that every time I go back, like there's a sizable jump in how many times it's been listened to. So that makes me really happy. Yeah. Because even <clears throat> what I'm pretty sure is my favorite track. I mean, this is one of those albums where my favorite track is the one I just listened to. Yeah, it changes. It that changes. happens. But I think if I if I had to choose one, it would be Sippy. Um, and that was at 190,000 last week when we looked at it. And this week it's at 252,000. So it's well, getting up well, there. That's probably is- because, you know, um, because we're doing a podcast now that people won't hear for months. Right. But they so they can just feel that, they we've, can feel been, the, yeah. that we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I also I mean, I guarantee by the time this thing comes out, if it's still at 250, it's going to be at least to 250,000 and one by that by the time. We're I could guarantee that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, because I'll probably go and listen again. So, yeah. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> um, should we go through the track listing real quick? Nah. Okay. Hey, you know what? All right. People want what they're listening for. So weird. <laughs> I wonder how many people listen to this every once in a while and go. So are these guys doing a podcast about music or are they just hanging out in some cheap, dirty studio? Yes. <laughs> There's the answer. There it is. It's both. Um, the name of the album is Kids. The opening track, which, as we said, is an opener, is KTD. And this, I do think, is a nod. To Billy Eilish. I think it's a nod to Billy. I, I think, think it's like, what is it, the six exclamation points or whatever, the first one? <laughs> yeah. Right? Where, Where she's it, like, I've taken out my Invisalign yeah. and here's the album. I really do. This is just, it sounds like she's moving music. She's like, like it sounds like, uh, sounds like the mic is right next to like a piano player changing pages or something or moving the music. That's what it sounds like to me. And, and that, then it's over. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, that's the best track on the whole record. That's it. You know. It reminds me of four minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> a classic I want the transcript for that, actually. I want to see. I should see if I can get in touch with Noga and see if she'll send me the score for the first track. You should. You should see if she'll do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just text her. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then the next track, the first track track, <laughs> is what I've identified as my favorite and you think might be yours, too, which is Sippy. Mm. No, I got confused. Okay. Okay. I do like that one. The um, one I really, 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 really like is actually later. And hopefully I'll recognize the name because I'm horrible at this. But now that I know you're talking the first real track, and I do love that track. But the one I'm real hot on right now is later. So I apologize. I said the wrong one. I'm fired. Well, you're fired from the podcast. But if you could still do all of the stuff you do for the podcast, that would be really helpful <laughs> to me. You could still edit the videos. Be here so you're not talking to yourself. Be here so I'm not talking to myself. Yeah. Kate didn't want to do one last week, so I tried doing one by myself. It was really weird because every time I would ask a question, like nobody had. Or you're like just waiting for me to ask you a question. It was pretty annoying. It was pretty annoying. (laughs) I didn't even know which artist we were doing. It was. Big mess. We're probably not going to air that one. Especially like. The pressure's on after we did that Flack of Seagulls episode. (laughs) That was just. I don't know how it's going to get better, but we're going to keep trying. If I can figure out how to get the, the the video not sideways the whole time, that almost adds to it at this point. I know, but like I want to post it on YouTube, have it be our first YouTube like live thing. Oh, true. You know that'd be kind of cool. Um, because remember, we were saying we decided. By the way, the reason why it's not available in the podcast app is because it's so visual. Yeah, there's no um, way to listen to it without the visual and have it like make sense because yeah. we're interacting with people and stuff. And, yes. Um, the video just made us very silly. That yeah. I'm sorry, made Sly Cox and Cat Burns who took over very silly. Yeah, they silly took over for us that night. So, <laughs> so KTD, Sippy, mm-hmm. yep. Views, which is the quote-unquote hit for right now. Mm-hmm. You So Done. Awesome. Ridiculous. End of the Road. Mm-hmm. Which I think, is that the one that you're thinking is your favorite? Can you play less than nine seconds of it? I can. No. No. Oh, that one's great. Though. <laughs> That's not the one. Bark Loud. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the title track, Kids. Yeah. Story. Uh-huh. Knockout. Put that one on. 
This is the one. I hear a little MIA in this. Do you hear that? Who's MIA? I fly like paper, get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. That's MIA. That's MIA. And that that's from uh um that 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 movie about uh Pineapple Slum, Express. Slumdog Millionaire. Oh okay. Yeah. And oh, and it's she, in it's in Pineapple Express I think too. Briefly. That's an awesome awesome tune, and I never knew who that was. I sorry. It's MIA, and then she had another one too that I I hear a little bit of her influence maybe on this um this track in particular and a little bit on the album which is fun to hear that pop up because we don't hear a ton of her i feel like in current music no news on tv awesome oh god that one's great fire kites which i love um fire kites oh so cool that just makes you want to i don't know that That, makes me want to go for a run like that's that makes me want to like break my stereo like 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 50 isn't loud enough like i'm like come on on." (laughs) It's a little metal in there, it feels like. It makes me like, ugh, yeah. it juices me up. Uh, Candyman. Candyman is... Uh, and then it closes with Switch Me Off. Which is a real cool song to, to close with. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. This is another one, and we've talked about this a little bit. I think we talked about it with Stevie Wonder and a few other artists. Never heard of him. Um, you, but we did a whole podcast on him. But this is another one where I blacked out. <laughs> I feel like I I always want to listen to it as a full album. And like we said, it's only 35 minutes, so it goes yeah. by pretty quick. I didn't realize that was that short, but yeah. But you know, it, it feels quick. Like it, it yeah. it's a I do know that I always have to back it up. Like when I go to because I work out for an hour. So that's one of the albums that I know when I put it on, I have to be like, all right, what comes next? I got, yeah, I got to have something if I let on deck. Because Apple Music now does that thing where it automatically, um, just shuffles and it, it what i don't like is it doesn't shuffle from your library no it shuffles, it shuffles songs that it thinks are like it and, and on spotify that just dead always wrong means, a lot <laughs> it always just means it leads back to demi lovato somehow who i like yeah and but, demi's all right yeah but, but nothing like no, like i don't know yeah how. yeah um and we talked about that. That has a lot less to do with an actual like musical algorithm than it does with a financial algorithm. <laughs> Absolutely. But so this album, I love listening to in full, and that's preferred. But if I'm only listening to one track, I have such an appreciation for that one track in itself, too, where it's like I feel like I could pick something off of it, throw it in a playlist, and still be really happy um, if I'm not listening to it. And I think that's that's a really tough thing to – strike sometimes because it reminds me of what we said about Radiohead uh the bends how I always say that like it's a collection those are of 12 great. great rock and roll songs oh rock and roll that, that's a little old school right rock there and roll, they're rock and roll songs um but it's a collection of great 12 rock, 12 great rock songs and I feel like this is a collection of 12 great pop songs that I agree with you I could take them out each one of them individually out and put them in another playlist and I would, I would, you know, each tune it comes up, but there is something, you know, also really incredible about hearing the, you know, the, the journey that the, that the record puts you on. Cause it does still feel amazingly like a journey, uh, probably even a little bit more to me than the bands in that way. I think so too. Not I to think so. Down, not putting down the bands. No, we Everybody love the bands. Oh, come on. Um, come on. And, come on. <laughs> <laughs> She talks about her Jewish heritage in this a lot, too, which I like. Lyrically, it comes out a lot. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think, something that's really cool, too, because I know 
not only is there like just this awesome resurgence of more anti-Semitism again in culture, but oh yeah, I know, I know a lot of people that are looking for of all things. How is that coming back? I don't know. I mean, it's people like we had so something? much more physical evidence of the horror that that became. Like, there's still like. You know, the one thing I just admire so much about the country of Germany is they have maintained a lot of that history almost as a reminder to be like, look how fucking stupid we can be. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, it, <laughs> I don't know. I just. It, it is mind boggling. I mean, thankfully, the person I'm doing this podcast with and I both agree that it's insane to judge someone for who they are. Uh like well no they should be judged for, for who, who they, they are. are yeah not, <laughs> not, not because of race imagine religion. you said you should totally be judging them based on their based creed on or their, the color of yeah. their skin their, their sexual orientation yeah, any yeah. of those exactly things. their gender their, their, the their chosen gender control. identification is yeah. really bad uh, you know. no switch it really first. nice girl but she identifies differently than the way i want her to so yeah it's, it's different than me which means it's inherently bad it's yes. just something that I really connect to it. No, I'm just kidding. It's amazing that there are people sitting probably somewhere doing a podcast right now that are ignorant enough to just have the exact opposite conversation that we're having. Yeah. (laughs) Or to be having the same conversation that we're having, but being serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not not being sarcastic in the slightest. Being like, yeah, no, I agree, man. (laughs) Um, But I love I love that she has that kind of front and center in a few tracks here and. Uh, not only because she's an Israeli musician, so it's just nice to see that as a part of it. But, uh, you know, role models are important for things. And if she's having a breakout moment, I think it's really cool that she has very organically expressed um, a lot of her Jewish culture and mm-hmm. uh, heritage in this. I think that's really awesome and in- yeah. important in times. And we talked about it with Run the Jewels a little bit about allyship oh, and yeah. all of these things. But to have something to point to, it's always good to have someone if somebody that looks like you did it to feel like you can do it you know what i mean i think and i feel like you know there's a part of me that and it's funny i didn't even think of it until it's almost like you're good at this stuff it's weird weird, yeah um because i didn't even think about this until this moment right now you mentioned run the jewels and her and um and the i've i've you know i'm not saying i wouldn't have liked them at, at at another time but I feel like part of why both of them, I mean, they're they're the two so far that were like the quickest to get on the podcast. Agreed. Yep. You know, everybody else we've talked about, everybody except for the two of them are people that like we came in talking about already. Like, oh, I can't wait till we do Kendrick Lamar. Right. Can't wait till we do Childish Gambino. I can't wait till we do, you know, Stevie Wonder, Prince, blah, blah, blah. All those were like, you know, I knew they were happening, but these got these got there real quick. And uh, there's a there's a part of me that thinks because of where we are right now um, that those um, are so much more anthemic to me um, to to hear, um, you know, the, the rage coming out of uh, RTJ and to hear the um, there's because there's a little bit of rage and a little bit of um, feistiness happening uh, with Noga with her Jewish heritage as well. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, uh, like I just love to to just blast it and and just be like yes you know like yeah you sing it girl agreed and i think you're right that we 
certainly I think you could still appreciate these albums at any other time, but the significance that they have because of right now is super important. So I agree with you. And she makes a lot of, I mean, the whole song views isn't really necessarily a part of her Jewish heritage, but it's certainly a cult, a cultural statement about how views are playing. Well, she does talk about, Oh yeah, that's right. She, she does, does talk in that about one. it. If you remember, I actually misunderstood it. Remember, and I thought it was an anti-Semitic thing that she had said. We and both that's when did we both pause. found out. <laughs> I misunderstood what she was saying, and I thought she was saying something negative about Jews because she said, "I know Jews," and blah blah blah. And then we found out that what she's saying is, "Do you, oh, gosh, I can pull it um, up?" Yeah, right could now. you pull it up? Because it, it is kind of important. Because, um, ironically, I was actually like, "Wait a minute, is she saying what?" Yeah, we both, I, we definitely both had had that pause moment of like, wait. Yeah. And then uh, we listened back and went, oh, oh, she is Jewish. Oh, so she's Jewish. She's and then we found out, okay, she's Israeli. And then blah, 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 you know. Um, but, it, you know, the, the first take when I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, wait, I totally heard it wrong. You know, we never hear ly- lyrics wrong. We usually hear them perfectly on. No, we're pretty perfect. Yeah. So. Virtually any aspect of this. But there's a lot of wit, both her Jewish culture and about society in general, I think, on this album. And I we've talked about the difference, too. And I, I wanted to bring back this conversation because it's important of like cheesy, funny and wit. <laughs> now, there's a very definitive line there where Absolutely. something can be funny. And, and Billy's got that, too, nailed. Yeah, ag- agreed, a hundred percent. I think that's part of why there's so many similarities there. You go and you listen to Bad Guy, and it's like not terribly different from from some of the expressions on uh, Noga Ayres's kids' album. Like that, there's um, it's almost I don't want to say it's self-deprecating because but... it's not necessarily about themselves as individuals, but it is like certainly about the industries that they're functioning in, um, and. I think probably just where society is right now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And the irony, like with bad guy, I mean, the, the funniest oh, part yeah. is that's, there's, it's just, it's ironic. You know, it's like, it's more you're, ironic. you're the bad guy. No, uh, I am. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's more ironic <clears throat> than the science song ironic. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things that I know are just going to send Jason yeah. into a flying rage in the latest. That may be the next flock of seagulls. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the lyrics are unfortunately not loading on my telephone. Oh, cool. Which is rude. Awesome. Um, You know, if anybody here, just check out the lyrics to Views, because if you hadn't heard it and this podcast is making you go and check it out, there may be a moment where you take a double take as well and you go, wait, what did she just say? Yeah, and and I think that's actually Russo's rap, too, which is like kind of... um, it mixed in the oh yeah you're right it's russo bit. right it's yeah. russo that's saying it you're right so and you're just like what and then you know and then you read it and you go oh, oh okay oh okay <laughs> we're not we're not turning you onto anything that is full of hate don't worry oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what did you think because this was one of the few times i think that we found an album a second album first meaning that Right. Yeah, we we had found this and then went back and listened to her previous. I think it's called Off the Road. Let me see if I can get this. That sounds right. Internet connection working. What did you think when we went back and listened to the the earlier album? Or I'm assuming that you did. Which (laughs) no, no, I I have a bunch, and and you're gonna be maybe surprised. Um, when I because I listen to kids 
several times. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I listened to the other one because I always do that. Um, I don't know why. Like, I feel like with my students, I have to explain to them. It's like, just because <laughs> something wasn't famous or just because something didn't hit yet doesn't mean it's not insane. But and what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's the same artist. And, you know, a lot of, if an artist does something, I mean, you know, Van Gogh didn't just paint one cool thing, you know? <laughs> Like, there's a possibility that record was pretty cool. And I went back, and my first impression was, okay, the production isn't quite at the level, right? But it, this is really cool. And now I'm kind of less interested, which I, is almost making me think that I need to go and, like, really dig into that first one. Maybe I haven't dug in enough. I actually kind of agree with you. I think... I initially, because I feel like there was like a lot more strings on this a little bit on the earlier stuff, and there was some stuff that I really liked about it. I feel like this album, she just really leaned into like who she is as an artist a little yeah, bit more. Like it. it felt like she got to the heart of who she is a little bit more. But I also really liked the other stuff. Yeah, it's to cool. To me, just felt like you found it. You found that thing. Whatever yeah. that thing is, you found it. You know, we <laughs> talked about Radiohead with. Um, Jeez, I don't even know the first album. I can't even think of the name. Pablo Honey. Pablo Honey. See, I, I always forget the first name. It's so funny. Um, to me, that's what I thought of with Pablo Honey and then the Benz. Is like to me, the Benz was like, all right, these guys found out. They really, really figured it all out, you know. Uh, but you know, and, and Pablo Honey to me is like, all right, they wrote they wrote maybe one of the greatest songs ever. Um, but you know, the rest of the album was kind of eh, to me. You sure, that that makes sense. That was interesting. We haven't done that because um, I definitely knew Ocean Eyes before I knew uh, When We All Fell Asleep, Where Do We Go from Billie Eilish. But yeah. as far as like full albums, I was like, oh, this is the first one I think that we like backed into. <laughs> yeah. An artist where it was the second one first. I think so. Yeah. Well, RTJ4, I had been sprinkled. <laughs> I think on each of the first three where I think I had mentioned that where like people were like, check these guys out. And I was like, oh, cool. And then MLB, the show, had a song on and I went, oh, cool. And then I had somebody else go, oh, listen to this third one. Oh, cool. And then, you know, uh, somebody told me about RTJ4. And so for me, as far as really, really digging in, I dug in backwards because and and at this point, I really feel like all four of them are, are, are just, you know, they all have different personalities, but. Man, I can't stop listening to them. <laughs> Might have to listen to them at the gym tonight. That'll make you run. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is good because we have talked about that it's felt a little bit pessimistic on the, especially the pop front, but music in general front. And it's always refreshing. And we've been trying to be very conscious and we've said it on the podcast about mixing up new and old yes. artists. But Billie Eilish had done something, especially for you and to me, for sure, but like where it made you think, like, oh, maybe there's it's optimism, it's hope that, um, you know, that we aren't gonna have. And history, you know, paints that picture when you look back, you look at like, you know, you look at like, you know, there were the Beatles, and then all of a sudden there was this British invasion, and then that kind of, you know, history seems to have this thing where. Whenever the record companies or the big machine think they have it all dialed in, something comes along to blow it all up. And what I have 
said to you, and I'm wondering if this Noga record is kind of a sign of things to come, is, you know, did Billy um, do that? Did Billy blow up that thing and uh, burst that bubble and, ma and make the record company kind of take a second look and go, you know what, maybe we should stop following this formula and mm -hmm. maybe get back into, you know, we saw it happen in, in the 90s, as we've talked about a million times. Um, and, you know, a lot of that was bands like Nirvana, you know, that kind of made the record companies go, oh, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you know, all this, uh, the, you know, the kids aren't really listening to this, uh, this hair metal anymore. Let's, let's, you know, let's see what else is out there. And there's a part of me that thinks that maybe Noga is a little bit of a sign of that is, you know, especially if she does. I mean, it's not hitting like I thought it was going to. Yet. Yet. yet right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I would love to see that happen. And I'd love to see, you know, you know, that because we were talking about the aesthetic that I saw. What I saw, the biggest thing I liked about the aesthetic is I saw that I saw is it's nothing like any aesthetic I had ever seen. Mm. And that was the thing where I was like, all right, cool. So now you got Billy who's got an aesthetic I've, I've never seen. Mm -hmm. And the fact that most of that is in her mind is just freaking so cool to have that <laughs> visual creativity that she has that to tie in with her songwriting and her just musicianship. I mean, it's just I hate her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then I'm looking at Noga and her band and just the aesthetic. Um, it, 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 it's a it's a thing you're not seeing. It's a thing I've never seen. Um, and that's I want. I'm fired up. I want to see more of that. Give me more of that. Yeah, and even I think, stuff I don't like. Just give me stuff I've never seen. You know. Well, and even stuff you don't like, it sparks a reaction that isn't a minor lean in one direction or the other, right? Like I, I think about that all the time with any form of art. Is like if I hate it, I'm like, but I'm reacting to it. So like, let's yeah. investigate what that is and hate it in a way where I'm like. Where it's a matter of taste and I don't like it, not a way where I hate it because I've heard it before or yeah, it's cheese ball or whatever. A lot of times, you know, we've, we, you know, a lot of times that's my first reaction. Mm -hmm. I've talked about that a couple of times. I heard Kid A, I threw it out. <laughs> and a month later, I was like, oh my God, what are you oh, doing? <laughs> why did I throw it out? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think too, because we talked about the album with Billie Eilish and then the documentary got dropped so much later. I feel like that was the whole other piece of the optimism coin was you yeah. saw just the unbridled artistry. And I feel like maybe Noga has some of that too. Um, Cause it doesn't seem like she gives a shit <laughs> about, about um, not gives a shit and, and meaning like she doesn't care about her music or her presentation or anything like that. But like this to me didn't scream like, oh, there's going to be a pop hit on this album at any point, which I think is really refreshing. I don't think. That oh, yeah. She doesn't care whether she fits into a square hole or a round hole. She doesn't she doesn't care if, if even if there's she's OK if somebody wants to change the shape. So she fits. That's fine. Do you think part of that's cultural? Or do you think that's just no. an artist who an artist is? I think that's what artists are. Um, there just are not many. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> hey, Jason, you know what time it is? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's it's 4.06. Oh. PM. But it's also the lightning round. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not even playing anything. Jason that was a little over the top I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you, we went over you, the top. there's it's impossible to go over the top for the lightning round that's not over the top 
but it is bullshit. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait till if I... there is one thing you want listeners to take away from Noga Eras and this episode, what would it be? If you haven't hoid it yet, check it out because my hope, well, it, like I said about the backlog, man, I hope that we're putting these this season two up sooner than I think. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Like she might be in her fifties by the time you guys hear this, but, um, you know, I uh, just, just, just go check it out and, and, and open your windows and yeah. just slam it. Um, don't miss this. Because this could end up being one of those that people do miss. It could. I think so, too. Yeah. I would say, like, of a lot of the albums we've covered, this is one where it's so important to listen with intent. Because I I liked it the first time around, and now I loved it, and I'm obsessed with it since the lessons after. So where when we talk about a Pink Floyd or a Billy Joel... You might listen with intent because they're like so acclaimed. William, William Joel. William William S. Joel. Thank you. Um, Pinkerton Floyd. <laughs> Pinkerton Floyd. Um, because those ones already. I need a new partner. Are. <laughs> can't believe. I'm sorry. Just go ahead. Because they have already reached such a claim, you probably are more inclined just to listen with intent because you yeah. already know their legendary albums. This one, by the time this comes out, probably won't be like a legendary status. So just make sure you're listening for the subtleties. Make sure, or maybe it will, and that'd be awesome. That would be awesome, <laughs> and we'll take all of the credit. Yes, it's all but it's all because of us. Listen for those subtleties. Listen for the the true meaning behind the lyrics, because that definitely passed over my head the first time I listened, and uh, it's been something I've appreciated moving forward ever since. So just listen, listen intentionally would be yeah what yeah. i would say what yeah, is what, yeah. what is one album that listeners of this podcast should absolutely listen to aside from the current one well there's only one other one out there's there. one other one and <laughs> i would absolutely go check it out agreed i i, I think i i think i've probably done a, about five or six fully full listens i need to do more i think yeah you just need to do more in general i would say do uh, do okay. more you sound like my mommy <laughs> no <laughs> my poor mom she, i hope she didn't hear that uh can you think of another band or artist that has been influenced by this album let's flip that question mm. um because this probably hasn't had the the burn it needs to to get there uh, we both said billy eilish i said mia i think i can hear i said uh a little bit of the blur guy slash gorillas sure kind of thing I dig that. Huge, huge. And I love this more and more and more and more and more uh, as time goes on. I love when pop has like a huge hip hop, like like infusion. Mm-hmm. It's like big, big, big hip hop infusion through this whole record. I love that pop and hip hop uh, infusion when it works well. An underrated song or album from this artist. This is tricky because we're, we're in the middle of this thing burning. Views is fantastic. And the one that is getting all of the love. Mm. but man i i love i just sippy. love this i love sippy i love um knockout knockout is I, cry cry fire kites like i'm just fire kites is so much fun fire <laughs> kites i would say is like the most just kind of fun it's just I, that's fun. yeah I, I would you know, like I don't listen to Fire Kites and, and I'm not necessarily blown away like from a compositional standpoint. but that's it's not what the tune's about that's just a fun just pounder can't you can't listen and not move to that you can't 
Yeah, that's just... It's impossible. It's a, That song is a blast. You have no heart if you can listen to that and stand still. <laughs> or you're just no fun. Yeah, like, exactly. That just reevaluate the decisions in your life because you have no fun. Uh, any songs or albums that you can't stand by this artist? No. But yeah, there's nothing there. Nothing, next. Not next. Yet. She got plenty of time to do that. She's got plenty of time to do that. And yeah. we know next week's artist, there will, will be some. <laughs> so... Oh yes, there will. <laughs> Don't we're gonna have plenty of fun next week talking about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, this has been fun. It's always special when we get to do one that's kind of like in real time. Yeah, I think that's that's really fun and important to to both of us to keep ourselves in love with the current music scene as much as we can be. And this is definitely one of those albums that was a hallmark in that for me. So absolutely. I'm excited. And a- absolutely. Let's hope she tours in the U.S. and we can see her when we are all vaccinated let's, and the world's open. And so let's also hope she doesn't blow up so I could spend less than $100 on there that ticket. There it is. There it is. Like, I want her to tour with Billie Eilish, but my bank account does not no. want her to tour oh, with I, like, I, I thought I was catching Billie Eilish at the right time, and I and I went and looked. Uh, that last tour she was able to do, and I was like, I, I can't. It was hilarious. Well, yeah, because I, I had literally seen uh, uh, you know Paul McCartney, like, a couple of months earlier for like a third of the price. And I was like, that I can't do. That's I can't spend 150 on Paul McCartney and then spend 450 on Billie Eilish. And I love you, Billie, but sorry. Just like, even like numbers aside, music conscious wise. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just not right. It doesn't make sense. Sorry. <laughs> and maybe in 30 years or 40 years, I'll be saying, you know, what a bargain. That she's right been. there. Yeah. But you know, <sighs> Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye!